Welcome back to Logically Faithful. This is Keldon Swice. Again, I have J.P. Moreland with me, one of my heroes. And J.P. is Distinguished Professor of Philosophy at uh, Talbot School of Theology. He's written a plethora of books, including one of my favorites, Body and Soul, as well as the um, uh, one that we just interviewed him about in the last uh, uh, podcast, which is Science and Secularism. J.P., I want to discuss today on a personal level existential struggle that many believers may have with the world that we live in, the scientific, sexualized, hedonistic world that is a plethora around us. What happens when a believer goes through a period that theologians would call the dark night of the soul? When they struggle with doubts that they cannot seem to find answers to or uh, experiential experiences such as a loss of a child or a divorce or something terrible like a cancer or loss of a job. What are some ways you have found in your own life of navigating these waters and keeping your faith grounded where you ended the last show saying that you know it's true, you don't just feel it to be true? How do you work through that? Through that? How can you help others? And are there any tips you can give us? Oh, I so appreciate this very, very good question, Calvin. Um, I, I actually, Klaus Hitler and I wrote a book a few years back on this topic called In Search of a Confident Faith mm. with Interval City Press. Okay. And it deals with this. But I distinguish intellectual doubt from emotional doubt. Intellectual doubt is when you legitimately have some issue that is causing you doubts about the truth of Christianity. If you have an intellectual doubt, you should be able to write it down on paper. You ought to be able to, to put it down okay. and state it. And when you do, then you do everything you can to find an answer to, to the question. And I assure your audience that for the vast majority of these questions, I would dare say all of them, but certainly 95% of them, yes. somebody has provided a, a good answer out there in the history of the church or today. Uh -huh. So looking, go on websites. Uh, read books about it, and um, it will it will help you. So uh, don't don't think that you're the only one. Doubt is not sin. It's okay. It's normal. It's a part of maturing and growing. Uh, so you wouldn't say that's the opposite of faith. Doubt is it? No, it is not. Uh, okay. It's a part of growing in faith, and it's a part of the normal Christian unbelief. Mm -hmm. is the opposite of faith. And that is where you set your will against believing. That's not the same thing as doubt. Doubt is, I believe, help me in my unbelief. It, it, it's where I'm struggling with something. So with an intellectual doubt, just be at peace that if you don't have an answer right now, just know somebody does. Okay. So it's okay. Uh, there's somebody out there, one of your brothers and sisters, has addressed this mm -hmm. and, and has given a good answer. So your job is, number one, to rest on the body of Christ. Realize that you're not the only person who has to solve these things, that your brothers and sisters have worked on them, and they've solved it. And so your job, if that, if that should comfort you right there. And secondly... It's okay to admit that you don't know the answer. Maybe you don't have to know the answer. Maybe you can rest in knowing that some other brother or sister knows the answer. Yeah. Secondly, though, you just keep looking uh, uh, and asking questions and, until you find the answer that satisfies you. 
but don't don't get panicky. Uh, if there's an answer out there, just keep looking for it. Now, the other kind of doubt is emotional. Yes. Go and ahead. And this comes largely from disappointment with God. Mm. This comes, uh, it, it, is, it is, first of all, present in people that had uh, bad father figures or dysfunctional families where the person grows up and has attachment issues. What I mean by that is that they can't connect with people very well. They're out of touch with their feelings. They, they don't have emotional intelligence. They don't know how to feel a range of emotions. And they can't, when they're with a friend, they can't really feel close to somebody mm -hmm. because they have blockage due to something in their past. Yes. Uh, they catch, I would say that what they need to do is two things. One, get Christian counseling and therapy mm -hmm. to help deal with what's blocking their ability to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And secondly, work hard on cultivating deep and intimate friendships. Now, what that will do is it will make it easier to attach to God because this kind of doubt is experienced when God seems absent and you can't sense his presence or connect with him. But that's usually a problem that involves not being able to connect with anybody. So you solve that first and foremost by counseling and working hard on your inner life and uh, connecting with friends and developing that kind of intimacy. With God, mm -hmm. I, I solved it by practicing the discipline of gratitude, where I express gratitude in the morning when I get up for okay. things I'm really grateful for. And I trained myself to be more than a half full guy because I used to be more than half empty. Huh. And that's helped me deal with emotional doubts. The other thing is that um, when you are disappointed with God, um, I've got a book coming out in May that deals with anxiety and depression. Oh, great. It's called Finding Quiet, uh -huh. One Person's Journey Through Anxiety and the Tools That Help Them Find Peace. And I can't go into all that here. Right. But I just say that I want to give your audience hope that you can learn through practice to overcome anxiety depression, and fear by engaging in certain spiritual disciplines and practices, like contemplative prayer, where you, every morning I spend an hour in contemplative prayer, where I sit in a quiet place, and I relax my body, and I, and I calm myself, and I just invite the Lord Jesus to come, and I, I don't study or try, it's not a time for Petitionary prayer, mm -hmm. it's a time for me to practice learning to draw. The goal of it is to attach to God and sense his presence. And so I would say that with emotional doubts, that's helpful. Express your anger to God. Tell him exactly <laughs> what you think of him. Yes. He's big enough to handle it. Look at the Psalms. Uh -huh. Or 30% of them are, are, are called... A lament psalms where they're letting God have it and they're disappointed and 
realize that if God doesn't exist, then what just happened really doesn't matter. Hmm. There's no purpose to life. There's no meaning to your existence. Losing a child, uh, there was no value to that child because the child was, at the end of the day, like C.S. Lewis said, just a collection of atoms and molecules in the first place. Wow. So there was no meaning in having that child and losing the child. The history of the universe would be perfectly fine without human beings existing. Hmm. So only hope for, for the loss of that child to really be an important, sad thing is if God does exist. Because if he doesn't, you may feel sad, but it's irrational. So you realize that without God, your tragedy is not really a tragedy. It's just stuff happens. You deal with and it, that's right. tremendously. Amazing. So, as Lewis said, he said, I believe in Christianity, or as, as I believe the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it, I see everything else. Oh, that's good. So when the sun is darkened and you can't see the sun, you still trust, you still believe, because there are answers you're telling me. I'm trying to summarize what you're telling me here. When there are intellectual struggles, wait. There are many people ahead of you who have also struggled with these. You, there's very little certainty about anything. There's a lot of trust. That's what actually faith means. Right. And, and when you go through this emotional doubt, surround yourself with people. Cultivate that gratitude attitude. Is that what you talked about in the morning? Is what you do? When you, yeah. we don't, when you don't feel it, you still do it? <laughs> Quiet prayer, quiet prayer. Right. And I, I was reading earlier, and I, I want to wrap with this and give you the final word. In Isaiah 59, uh, God tells the people that if you pour out yourself for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, your light shall rise in the darkness, your gloom in the noonday. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desires in scorched places and make your bones strong and be like a watered garden, like a spring of water. The waters do not fail. I thought, wow, it, one of the ways out of it is by helping others, by reaching out to others who are also suffering rather than just focusing on me, myself, and I. That's so good. That is so good. Uh, any final words for um, the, the, the people who are, who are still in that darkness, who can't see that light of the sun right now, JP, as we wrap up today? Be at peace. It's not going to last forever. Uh, your, your brothers and sisters, as we're told in the Word, are experiencing the same sufferings as you are, and they have made it through. Mm. So hope that other people have been able to make it through this, and you're going to make it through. And don't confuse intellectual doubt with emotional doubt. The solutions to them are different. Amen. Thank you, brother, for your time. This has been an amazing uh, journey here. With you. My group. All right. Thank you. All right.